All right, welcome to uh, another episode of Five by Two. This time we're gonna do um, two by two. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get a get a quick take. Get Getting two quick takes. Kind two. of kind of a follow up to the to the um, Buckeye saga yeah. and our um, our our thoughts and uh, musings on on what has occurred in the aftermath. So, Sean, let you do. Yeah. Your... So last week we kind of talked about. We talked. We actually did um, an episode. Recorded the episode like the day before news broke about what was actually going to happen with um, Urban Meyer and the suspension, and everything. So we're going to do a quick, just kind of like follow up on that. Yeah. Okay. Because I have a couple points that I'd like to get to. Full disclosure: I'm an Ohio State fan, and I'm probably biased. And I will admit that. But I've really, I really have tried to take a step back and look at this, and I've tried to remove my bias out the best I can. I, that's probably impossible. And I've come to a couple of conclusions. Okay? okay, here we go. Conclusion one. Conclusion one is that Urban Meyer may not be the guy I thought he was. Whoa! But that's not necessarily um, a, not a bad thing. What I mean is that... You mean it's not a deal breaker? Yeah, it's not a deal breaker. Okay. What, what I mean is um, I think Urban Meyer is a good example of all the best coaches. And what I mean by that is the ones who win a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that football is their number winning is their priority. These are the most competitive people on the planet, I would say. Some of the most competitive people on the planet. Yes. To reach the I heights that they've reached, you Correct. have to you have to have a little bit of a jerk in you. You have to have a little bit of, of tunnel vision and focus in you. You know, I mean I, I watched an uh, interview with uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh-huh. Um and Lane Kiffin who worked for uh who worked for as uh, the offensive coordinator for Alabama for years for years was asked if um, Nick Saban was a cheater. And he said, no, Nick Saban is not a cheater. He just outworks everybody. Mm-hmm. He said, Nick Saban never takes a day off. He calls recruits every day. He said, the rest of the coaches will be out on 4th of July enjoying the families, having cookouts and watching fireworks. Nick Saban is using that day to call recruits. All right? And why do I bring that up? Because some new documents about Urban Meyer were released by the university that were part of this uh, investigation. And they've, they've, there's been some nuggets in there. If people are willing to go read them, I didn't read them all. Right. I mean, how long? How many? They've released like 23 already, okay. and I didn't read them all. But I read, I read quite a few of them because mm-hmm. I was curious. And there was, after Zach Smith, the receivers coach, got in trouble for going to a strip club with Tom Herman. It's been confirmed. <laughs> everyone in Ohio State already knew it was Tom Herman. Right. That's, um, why, that's why he didn't want to uh, claim to have leaked any material. But he totally did. Yeah. Because he knew that he has a... Uh... Yeah, I'll get to the media thing in a second. That's my second point. Don't let me forget that. Okay, second All right. point. Let's um, not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so after Zach Smith and Tom Herman went to the strip club, they were warned not to do it again by Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer put a morality clause in their coaching con- in all the coaches' contracts. Interesting. And some of the things they included in it were um, no not to wear clubs. jeans at the office. No jeans at the office? Yes. Wow. Like on, on campus, what they were stickler. not allowed to wear jeans. Also, um, it included... Only khakis? I guess. Dress pants? I don't know. Maybe oh. shorts. There's jorts? <laughs> no, no jorts. <laughs> hey, guys, let me tell you, I was in Florida. No jorts. <laughs> <laughs> he got too many, too much of the jorts when he was in Florida. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, no jeans. That was just a funny one. But it was things like no going to places that would bring harm, like would look bad. Right. Going to strip clubs and no porn on any computers. Uh, or tell or devices that were owned or pay, paid for by the school. Uh-huh. Um, things like no making or 
like some of it was coaching related stuff like no um, being like inappropriate with other coaches and uh, not doing anything that would like consider be overstepping your bounds in front of the other the coaches. I, I want the wording was kind of weird, but so it basically you... meant like things like for that that part meant don't um, undercut the authority of another coach, basically. Okay. And then it also included things like if a player, a former player, comes back to visit, you introduce that player to the team. It said you have to introduce that player. You treat them with respect. You stop what you're doing. You give them respect, and you do introduce them to the team. Mm-hmm. And he said that. Okay. Um, so is this? Are you? Do you feel when you when you heard about that 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 makes you feel better, or do you feel like? Well, I'll get to it. Yeah. Or is he? There's hedging. one more point. There's one more point that it said. Okay. That made me feel better. Okay. It made me feel like okay, he recognized this was bad. We need to get it corrected. So I put it in there. So now if they if they do this again, I can point to that and say you violated your contract. You Just, either get suspended or wherever you go. So hopefully you think these are things that were. You should know. I mean, obviously, you should genes, not have done it, yeah. But putting them in writing gives more grounds to specifically say, "Hey, we said we wrote this in your contract that you can't go yeah. to strip clubs when you're recruiting." Instead of saying, "Hey, you know what, guys, you should know this already." Right. But that gives them some grounds to yeah. demote or not get pay raises or right. Exactly, not get pay raises is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that was on there, and it was highlighted, it was like written in bold, it was recruit every day. Recruit every and day. And it was, it was written in bold and highlighted with like an exclamation point to it. Mm, like yeah. recruit every day. Like, so that seems like that's the priority, is recruit right. every day. And that's what Nick Saban does at Alabama, according to Lane Kiffin. He recruits every day. So um, well, I brought that up because that is an example of what these coaches care about the most, is they care about winning. You know, correct. That is their number one priority. Not not making is winning. Not not helping young men to fulfill their goals of re, uh, obtaining a college degree and becoming well. Pretty, that, I think that that it's not fair to say that's the only thing they care about is winning, because I think that that's Ohio the State, main thing they that, care about. The main thing is it's the same thing. All I mean, it's their players. job. It's their job. But we're killing. But we're killing. People are killing Urban Meyer, and they do it to Nick Saban too, about. Winning, like they're saying, only, obviously all they care about is winning. Well, that's the coach's job, and you know what I mean. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't. That's not the only thing he does, but that's his number one priority. The reason why he's been so successful is because he's made that a priority. I'm not saying it's right. Right. I'm not saying it's right at all. You're saying within. I'm saying that the that's parameters what he does. of his of his job, right? What's expected of him. And these guys have extreme tunnel vision. Extreme tunnel vision. Right. Well, you. I mean, if you're, when you read, you know. Success coaches or you know people who try to inspire you, they say like one thing I've read you know a lot is find find like one guy said find five things that you want to do now cross off three of them really and do two basically you you can't ride two horses with one butt you need to focus focus and and have that laser focus so that you you know just or I read I just listened to something about Elon Musk. Oh, and yeah. they said he just works harder than everybody else. Now, he's also crazy smart. Yeah. So, I mean, but those, I mean, and I've talked to my, my kids, and this is something I've thought about, is the fact that I think a lot of people think, if I'm smart, if I'm intelligent, that's all I need. Actually, you need intelligence and a work ethic. And you see that with someone who's really smart, like Elon Musk, and extremely hardworking, and he does, you know, crazy things. 
And, yeah. and I'm, you know, again, Urban Meyer, different, different field, intelligent guy, extremely hardworking, laser focused, and and, and I think very focused. He found I, he found his thing, and he's and yeah, he does I think it. Both with, those guys are examples of dudes who maybe are so focused that they they lose, missed the plot. Yeah, they lost the plot. Yeah, like I, there was that article about um, I don't remember what magazine it was in. It was about Elon Musk. I read a lot of that. Yeah, oh, he's he doesn't and, have great personal relationships. No, he doesn't. He, do, he spends all his time working. He talked about that. Right. Very open about how he hasn't had, like taken a vacation in years, and, and that's uh, a trade-off. I mean, you have to think about the night of his brother's wedding. He was working. That's crazy. He left to go back to work. That's crazy. And I mean, there's people like Steve Jobs. You know, like Steve Jobs is has uh, his daughter just wrote a biography. Did you read about that? Yeah, it was pretty and critical. He sounds like I mean, and I think this this is not like. Surprising, people kind of had these rumblings were there before. He was—he's not a great person. Right. He—he was not. His in his interpersonal relationships was not a nice person, and when you look at that, you have to ask yourself, how how important is my iPhone, and how important is you know the the way this person behaves? And there's a lot of people who aren't nice people who don't create the iPhone or lead. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> national championship winning football programs. But this, when you say that, that makes me think, and my, my thought then is how, and this is a problem that's this huge, we've talked about this before, is just the, the fact that the way we do college sports. Yeah. Like nobody's, the, the... It's big money. There's no college baseball team right now where the coach is on the cover of ESPN because... He didn't fire his hitting coach. Yeah. Do because there's, I mean, and, and it's the same system, but the, the money involved in, in college football, football and basketball. college basketball is so massive. They're really, they are professional sports parading as amateurs. And I yes. think that's a huge problem. I think the, the, this is not new. The NCAA, AA is, there's so many problems with the way they set things up. And then they set, you know, getting in the argument of paying players and oh, all the different athletes that they don't make any money for the school, and I you, mean that's you, that right there. That's is a very can of worms. it's huge can of worms, but it's a huge problem, and that's that's I, you're gonna keep seeing that because there's there's gonna be there's there's so many issues that come up because of that gambling now right now that gambling's being um, been legalized and and going to be legalized in more states yeah. that's gonna be a it's huge problem. Right, there's and the the other thing is when you look at like the NFL, you have thirty two teams, right? Yeah. You can keep track of them more easily than you can the huge amount of college games, college games, oh college gosh, yeah. teams. You know that that's so so difficult. And are they going to self govern? Well, I think we've seen right here that one of the biggest programs in the country didn't do a great job of self governing. Right. That's what got him in the mess. Right. And it, and, and, and it wasn't even something like that was involving players. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. It was it, involving a coach in his own personal life. These things are going to keep happening you know? depending on depending on how well-known the, 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 the teams and the players or the coaches are will, will determine how much coverage they get. But I think those things are going to keep happening because you have – a flawed system again. The NFL not 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 great at uh, correcting themselves either. They they kind of learn things like three years after they do something. I don't think I think it took them a long time to learn after the Ray Rice thing that they really screwed the pooch on that. Yeah. 
but uh, so I don't know. But it's easier to keep track of that. Right. And I think I I don't, I don't I, there's no real good solution because college football is not going to go away. The NFL could start a you know a feeder league, but it's not going to um, get rid of college football or solve those problems. No, it isn't. No, that's a, we'll have to talk about that a different day. That's a different we subject. Should talk, we should talk about but that. But that's, that's, right. that's another subject. Okay, next point. We've next, got to keep going. Yeah, second point. It's, more, it's also a question to you. Do you think that the media coverage of this whole scandal has been fair? As, an outside, as, as, a, as a Big Ten fan, but not necessarily a huge Ohio State fan. What do you think? I've you asked myself that question, and I'm not sure. Because I know, like, there is a lot of backlash right now towards the media in general, mm-hmm. and then in that again towards ESPN because there are some voices at ESPN that are liberal, mm-hmm. and there it's easy to see that ESPN at some points has had kind of a liberal slant. Some like when they did a lot of those firings, a few I was at last year, some of the people that got. That got booted. Were, cons- were conservative. conservative. Um, yeah. So Danny I think like that. Um, uh, Danny Cannell and um, you know he's more conservative and yeah. he was on one of their afternoon talk shows and then who's and that, the, that was their best show by the way. Yes, Priscilla that was, and Cannell was their best show. That was they ruined it. My favorite ESPN sports talk show was when uh, Rosillo and Van Pelt were yeah, together. They were great. Now. I like the the Levitard show because oh, they just roast everybody. They do and, roast it, and I think that's great. Right, they're they're, they're, they're they liberal. Do, they do roast everyone, but I also think that sometimes they just tell inside jokes, and I don't get them. And like, yeah, yeah, because you you got to get in on the joke, bro. Right, some of them are lame. <laughs> you got to listen to the the Miami Hour only <laughs> bro, bro, like, <laughs> that podcast. But I I just love how how they question things more, and they don't seem to suck up to people like. When when Greeny and Greenberg and um, Mike and Mike, my, I hated that show sometimes. Now it's even worse though that Greenberg's gone because I mean he does have, his own. he's got a lot of experience and the the new one's just not well, great. I, and I, then I, the, then there's another Golic because yeah, I feel like it's like super nepotism. Right, talking like, about the Earl Bruce thing. That I see. Yeah, <laughs> like that. exactly. I always because uh, it's it getting into that business of being like a sports talk. You usually have to work your way. You start local and you make to a bigger city. Or you're an athlete. And or you're an athlete. And I guess Golick Jr. was an athlete, but you could tell he got it. No, I think he's probably, he's good. And I I, I don't dislike I don't, the Golicks. I don't, I don't think he's as good as, I just don't think he's that good. This is my opinion. The junior? Or yeah, the junior. He's okay. I just, I, I struggle to get past the nepotism part. Well, it's kind of hard like, listening to it because. That's not fair for me, but. I think it's fair. When you listen to it, it kind of just sounds like a mini version of yeah he's very similar to his dad he talks it sounds like him they have the same views it doesn't seem like it's offering you know much because at least greenberg and golick had differing and opposing views and would get at get after each other which was kind of the appeal of the show right so i i i I just read that jamel hill's leaving espn really and that one of the um bosses is trying to move away from the political stuff so, so I, mean, I think they get away there because they're undefeated and things like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the undefeated. I, I don't know. I, it's 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 really hard. I'm, it's hard now. It's hard to to, to obviously to, to make a line between the two. I'm I'm sure that that 
that there has been some biased reporting on ESPN because ESPN, there was not really any, hey, let's let's think about like maybe Irvin isn't right. the worst person in, in the world. They, they they went after him. And I would like I also don't like it when when you have when the people who work there, you know what college they went to, you know what team they played for, and there's so much bias. Right. And, and, it, and that hap- that's even worse because of all the, the former athletes that are there, and some of them are good, but m- they're not journalists. And so it, that comes from sports fans wanting to have some, I don't know, they feel like they're going to get some closer relationship to the game. Yeah, because they they're going to get some inside, inside information. information. But sometimes it's just, they're just homers. Yeah. And Desmond they're, Howard. Um, yeah, You exactly. can make the argument with Kirk Herbstreit, too. Oh, obviously. yeah. Well, Kirk Herbstreit came out against OSU. Did you read that? He was not happy with, from what I read, the little bit I read, he was kind of, didn't come out against them, but he was He was a little more disappointed. critical than he yeah, disappointed. But, so, yeah, of yeah. course, they're all, and I mean, I guess for some things that's fun, but Yes, I, I, I think the ESPN was probably biased. I, I would say I agree with some of what they were saying because I really, like I said, I, I don't, I never want to like Urban Meyer to lose his job. I think he's done a lot of good things and I, I don't know necessarily that he was looking at it and say, oh, Zach's, Zach Smith's beating his wife. Okay, but he's, he's, he's going to keep coaching. I think it's not that simple. I think he, we probably don't, like, like you said, we don't know everything that happened. And um, so I feel like, I just feel like there's a few things that really, to me, like the, the things we talked about, um, the deleting the, the text messages, yeah. and then this, um, uh, he takes medicine that, that, that makes him not remember But things. I haven't seen where he made that statement, but I've seen where the university made that statement. So I, that might come out where he told them in some kind of interview. And, and just the way he's come off in the yeah. two press conferences. Well, but he's the never, press conference. that's the thing, like, I heard him speak publicly, and it wasn't a great speech. He's not a great public speaker. He's, not, he's a charismatic guy, I think, but he's, mm-hmm. not, he's not one of those guys who gets in front of a podium and is going to, like, wow you with his rhetorical skills. Right. But, Do you know what I mean? He stumbles there, over words. He, there's like, a bit of smugness, though. There was a bit of smugness, but I think he was super irate. Right. He was mad. Like, And if what you were saying, you think he might have fallen on the sword for OSU, then I, I could understand that. I don't know if that's true, obviously. The, I don't know if we'll ever know. Yeah. Uh, but I I do what? think that the coverage has been ESPN. It's really hard for me to take them completely serious. I mean, also just another uh, side note, how, how crazy is it that how much money they're going to make off OSU? Yeah. <laughs> because when they put their games on ESPN... Which the to, first one is on ABC. Right. It's like, it's like if, you know, having... There's the, the way they're in bed together, it, there's always going to be these, these conflicts of interest. It happens in the NFL, too. The ESPN, like, they, they really, they hammer, the, the people, the talking heads hammer the NFL about these rules, about the concussion rules. And it's like, we want you to protect the players, but, but when you try to do something to protect the players, we call you hypocritical or we call you, like, that you're not doing it effectively and you're ruining the game. They can't have both ways. I did hear Ryan Rosillo, um, who has his own podcast now, uh-huh. on a podcast basically talk about how in the media specifically. He was calling out, without saying names, he was calling out his brother at ESPN for, like, taking shots at the NFL for making this, putting these new rules in place, but then demanding that they play be healthier, too. Like, right. Sometimes, so. You can't. You can't. But I want to go back to kind of saying, my opinion about point number two is whether or not the uh, media was covering this fairly, is I think, 
I, have a, I think the, the, here we are doing hot takes, but I think the, we have such a tendency now for everyone in the media to put out their hot take. Well, we're independent, um, so our take might be hot, but it's not beholden to the man. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think that the media does that well. I mean, they want those Twitter actions. They want those clicks. Right. So, from the beginning, I, I've, I've thought that some of it has been tainted. McMurphy, what he did with, um, and I think he's a good, I always liked him. When he was at ESPN, I always liked him. He always seemed to know his stuff. And I, and I still think he's a good journalist. He followed the story. He did what he was supposed to do in that sense. But I feel like he was somewhat misleading. And as, it, as this saga unfolded, he became, his bias became more and more evident with the timing of his releasing of information. He even did like the whole TMZ, like, stuff was going to, this is the stuff that he ordered. Like, Urban Meyer could not have known what he ordered to his, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he had it sent in an Amazon box. Mm-hmm. You can't see what's inside those unless you open it yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And, um... Unless you have, like, a, a uh, like one of those x-ray machines. Right, like, like so when, when Urban Meyer... I'll give you a couple examples. There's, there's evidence that he changed his Facebook post. McMurphy did. Right? He changed his Facebook post because it, it originally said that Zach Smith was charged with felonious battery or someone who was charged with a felony. He was arrested for a felony. That's mm-hmm. what it said. Right. And that's why I understood that Urban Meyer was getting asked about. And that's why I really believe Urban Meyer thought he was being asked about. And there's evidence of that now. A, a group text message was released yesterday by Ohio State, or actually it was actually came out on Friday, but I didn't discover it until yesterday, um, where Urban Meyer is talking with someone in his football staff, not like a coach, but like someone who helps run operations. I can't remember the guy's name. And he, he says in that, to that guy in that message, he says, I, I knew about 2009 I don't know about 2015. He's, I'm asking about felony arrest. The guy says, I'll look into it. Then the guy texts back and says, I looked into it. He was not arrested. And then Urban, because Urban says in that, he says, I want to make sure I tell the media the right thing. I don't want right. to be wrong about this. But then later he texts, he has the thing about hiding the text messages, things like that. I'm not saying Urban's completely clean in this. I'm just saying that, that some of that stuff has been misrepresented, and it started with Murphy's original report, where he changed as the truth, as he realized he was wrong. That was a play. He changed, but he didn't mention it. He didn't publicly say retract. He didn't say I was wrong about this. He never mentioned, never admitted ever publicly that he was initially wrong. And yet we have proof because people took, you know, what I mean, they took screenshots, screenshots of his Facebook post, and you can see where he edited it. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's just one thing. Which just points um, yeah, back to my, the... My greatest example is this. Is last Friday, Urban Meyer releases that weird tweet. I, is that weird, like... What he should have said, basically, in the press conference, he tweeted out on Friday. Mea culpa. Yeah. Saying, apologizing to... Uh-huh. with whatever. What does Mick Murphy do with that? He quotes the tweet, right? And then he says above it on Twitter, this is proof that Urban Meyer admits, basically I'm paraphrasing, he says something like, this is proof that Urban Meyer admits to Courtney Smith's um, telling of events. Right. So and he, that's not at all. He totally misled everyone of his followers with that statement. And then and then I saw again yesterday, ESPN was doing it too. Like, there, Patrick Murphy, Dan Murphy, was repeating or was recording on um, on another document that came out yesterday that a the person who was the Title I... Um, what do you call it, compliance officer, and the regular compliance officer, she knew about the arrest before anyone else did because um, the Powell Police Department called them and told Ohio State about it. So, right. right? So she has, she wrote down some notes, and she wrote down, what would we do if this was a player? Talking about 2015. Talking about Zach Smith. 
Right. And then, and so everybody quoted that part and it said on ESPN, what would we do if this is the player? This is the heart of the issue, Dan Murphy said on, on Twitter. This is the heart of the issue. What would we do if this is the player? But beneath that, on that same piece of paper, right, she wrote, due process, if he's found guilty or he's charged, we fire him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Without pay, suspend him without pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They ignored all that. All they focused on was that one top quote. Because that gets more clicks. It gets more, but it's also super misleading. It doesn't tell even full full story at all. And that is what's wrong with a lot of the journalism that happens now. And I am not a fake news guy. You know that. I think that's easy. Infowars, baby. Infowars. You know what? This is kind of big politics to it. It's reporting like that that gives credibility to what Trump is saying. And that's a scary thought. I'm not saying that I'm not being like anti-Trump or either way. I'm just saying like. It's that kind of reporting where I can look at it and say, wow, that was super biased and not telling the whole truth. Right. I mean, that's something I took time to research. If I never took time to research that, if I was just an average fan of old Georgia or any other school other than Ohio State, I would have been like, took that well, as I mean, like, they, they, gospel. They, it's, it's right now, I think, on both sides, is what, what the media is doing is what's important is percept- what, what gets comes across is what's, what's perceived the truth is not as important as perception. And that's so irresponsible. It is, but that's that's what's happening, and, then, and I don't know how we stop it because that's another topic. So we, we keep need to end this today. Yeah. So that's all for today. Next time, five reasons why um, five astronauts Trump will send to the moon and Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, you know, if you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it. Subscribe. If you agree or disagree with any of us, all right, you can look us up both on Twitter. I would like to hear your opinions. If you disagree with me, I'm cool with that. You can call me an idiot, too. I don't care. Um, I work with teenagers, so I'm used to that. Um, you know, you can find me at McMurray Muses, and Zachary doesn't. Zachary doesn't. Right. I'll change my Twitter settings. All right, goodbye. All right, bye.